to the Healthy Owl Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Banghart, Certified Integrative Nutritional Health Coach and Gut Health Advisor. Here we talk about all the things health-related. If you're interested in living a life you can say health yeah to, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Health Yeah Life podcast and episode number 19. Today is a bonus episode and you will soon find out why. My guest today is MJ Charles and she is the last wishes facilitator. She provides a simple process for those who want to assemble their last wishes. Based on her own experience of losing a loved one suddenly, MJ gives you peace of mind knowing your last wishes will be carried out after you are gone, having left detailed instructions. Her book called Surviving the Business of Dying is phenomenal, and you'll soon find out why. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Mary Jane. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Karen. So nice of you to invite me. My audience has a treat today because what you share with the whole world is so amazing. So will you go ahead and tell your story? So I'm MJ Charles. I am the author of Surviving the Business of Dying, Why Final Papers Matter. And it sounds like a horrible, awful, terrible, bad book. But it comes from my experience of my late husband dying um, literally in the car seat next to me and not having any papers whatsoever, Uh, not a medical directive, not a will, and the list is long. And so I made it through and about three weeks after into this journey is what it became because nothing was usual about it. Uh, I decided no one should ever have to go through this again. I was good and angry. I actually had a fit. I looked at my dining room table that looked like a war room. And I had piles. I had medical. I had legal. I had you name it. And I decided to keep huge notes and anecdotes and track of dates and timing and how many repeat tasks that just never went away all because I didn't have any instructions at all. So that said, I eventually put them together and I organized a book. And that's where surviving the business of dying came to be. As far as the medical directive, he was sick. He didn't think these papers applied to him. But one particular morning, I knew he was weaker than usual. And for some reason, I had my phone in my hand, which we all do, but I also had the medical directive for the state of Washington, where I lived at the time. And I said, if I read this to you, will you nod or shake your head as I go through? And he said, yes. And where that idea came from, I have no idea. But here I was with these tools, and it took me 15 minutes I read all the questions in a yes or no manner, and I had his directive. I videotaped him or used the video on the phone, unbeknownst to me. So I had it, and that was like 1030 in the morning. He wanted to go meet with his business partner. We got in the car. We drove about 25 minutes, and I looked over, and he was gone. And Mm -hmm. it was mind-blowing, mind-numbing, 
it was surreal. A couple of hours later, because they don't do these things automatically, they being the EMTs or hospital, they have to ask for your papers. Doctor came out and he said, do you have his papers? I said, no, but I have this. And he looked at me. He had never, ever seen a videotaped medical directive before. And so he had to, he excused himself for a good 10 minutes. I think he probably checked with his superiors to see if this was even legal, and it was. And so in that moment, he had what he called his marching orders, and no extra uh, treatments would be given to his patient. What I learned in that moment, obviously, have your medical directive filled out, keep it in a few places, your kitchen draw, let your neighbor know where it is in case you slip on a banana peel and hit your head, keep one in your glove compartment, but God forbid you're in the situation I am, and if you have, I was, and have the presence of mind, tuck it under someone's belt as the ambulance is taking them. This way, the ER will have instructions upon arrival. I never knew that before, and I sometimes forget to point that out. That was day one. After that, the cascade of events occurred, and you're on a you're in a ship in a rough ocean all by yourself because no one has instructions. So uh, I detailed all this. My book is my story. It's not a sad story in as much as I tried to make it a call to action. You could skip three quarters of what I lived through if you just write it down. Just give people instructions. I entered my book in a contest two years later. I just said the word contest and I threw it in the in the mix. And I won. I came out finalist in a genre in the international book contest in 2019. So that was kind of fun to learn. I had many requests of uh, from people, where do I begin? And I eventually created a workbook. It's a companion workbook. And its whole purpose is to write down whatever you think somebody needs to know after you're gone. This is separate from a will. It's not a will. It's the directions. And you keep it all in one place. Your story is so amazing. So tell me, Mary Jane, how old was your husband? I don't remember. If how old was it. he? Yeah. Oh, he was 71. 71. And, uh, yeah. And he wasn't in good shape. And But, you know, he hadn't been in good shape for a long time. So what's one more day, one more week, except that he was obviously failing in front of me. He never went to a doctor. So, and he wouldn't entertain the conversation, which was another reason why I made this gentle workbook. It is um, about the size of an old-fashioned coloring book, and it's thin. There's nothing ominous about it. And uh, it's an easy entree into having the conversation. And mm -hmm. if you're doing it for yourself in front of someone who just thinks this is a dreadful topic, you can leave it on the table. And curiosity gets most people. They'll pick it up and look through it. And it's simple questions, lots of space to write an answer. You can change your mind. It's not a legal document, though it would be a wonderful supplement to the legal documents because it's in your hand. And I learned again, my son was 28 at the time and he was my first lieutenant. He ran so many errands those first three weeks. Uh, it was amazing. 
So uh, somebody has to run them. Attorneys will do it, but they will charge the estate. So why pay them to sit down and fill out your workbook ahead of time? It's really a lovely gift to leave behind. People will appreciate it that you took the time to think of them. I totally agree. And just so the audience knows, you and I spoke probably a couple weeks prior to this recording, but it was so fun to talk to you because I'm 53, but we never know when we're going. When you and I talked, I thought, what a wonderful thing, like you said, to gift your family, your friends, whomever you're leaving behind. And I have a copy of it. I actually just received it. And it is wonderful, Mary Jane. And your story's awesome. So everybody needs to read that when you said oh, they don't you. need to read your story. You know, it just tells about you and it's a quick read. And again, yes. your workbook is pretty simple, straightforward, but also amazing. And it definitely needed to win that contest because because things like this aren't talked about. And I know, again, we've talked about it off air, but when my father-in-law passed away, and I'll tell the story here real quick for the audience, he had went through numerous surgeries beforehand. And at 51, he ended up having prostate cancer, lost his legs, um, had surgery after surgery, 200 surgeries, in two years and where they just cut his legs. I know cut his legs. Well, what happened was to back up in the prostate cancer surgery, they had his legs propped up and he lost blood flow to his legs because he had a stint prior from a quadruple bypass that he had had a few years before that. And again, he was only 51, but when they did that, when they positioned him that way, it cut off his blood supply to his legs. He had had an epidural. So he, Yeah, it was quite an ordeal, but he had had an epidural and we thought he couldn't feel it. He did tell my husband at that time after he had woke up, his legs were hurting. My husband said, dad, you're, you can't, your legs can't hurt. You know, you had an epidural while they were dying. So again, they cut off his legs slowly. I think the first surgery was one right below the knee. Maybe the second one was the same on the other leg. And they just slowly whittled him away, clear up to his hips. And again, this was, this was over two years. And the reason I'm telling this story is because when he passed away 19 years later, which was amazing that that man made that, made it through all those surgeries. He made it through with a smile on his face, but 19 years later, when he did pass away, it was unexpected. If you will, after he passed away, I talked to my mother-in-law and I said, so what were the plans? And she said, we had none. And I said, how did you have no plans? Again, he was 70 years old. You know, that's not old, but going through all those, yes, all those procedures, all those surgeries. At one point I thought, Mary Jane, I thought, certainly they talked about what if I don't make it back out of this surgery or what if I don't make it you know, and what were his wishes? We didn't know any of that. No one had ever asked him something as simple as, do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be, yeah. Do you want to be buried? You know, I know you and I again talked off air and you mentioned, I believe it was a boyfriend or an ex-husband that you said you went to his funeral and he had these God awful pants on. You should probably share that story. Because it's like, I don't want to be buried. I forgot I told you that. Yeah. I don't want to be buried in these 
these pants. I know he's going to be uncomfortable. That was my first husband. Let me tell the uh, just quickly. I had married my college sweetie, and he had Lou Gehrig's disease in his mid twenties, and he died at twenty seven. And through a whole slew of family conflicts, and this is all before final papers were even thought of, wills were strictly for old people. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, 40 years ago. And so medical directives were unheard of and all kinds of things were just not there to call upon. So I went to the wake, his family had directed everything. And there he was, and it was sad, of course, but I couldn't get out of my brain that he had on the pants that he hated the most. A friend of mine's like, Mary Jane, you're smiling. I said, I have to smile. Look at this, you know. So it was ludicrous and it was one of those, like they called it, operating room humor. Uh, that was the relief valve for the overall situation. But yes, you want to let people know and I have room for that, actually, in my book. And if I miss something, that's the beauty of the book. Culturally, religiously, uh, family traditions, you can add what I might not have put in the book. My only request is, please send me an email with what I might have missed, because I can always add and have another issue. The book has lighter moments in it. Um, you can start your own eulogy but also your own obituary and your epitaph, if you wish to have something written on your tombstone. Mm -hmm. I put in the fact there's one woman, she died and she had her brownie recipe etched into the headstone. Must have been a pretty big headstone. That's a lot of things to write, but I thought that was elegant. You know, she got to do what she wished. So she had her brownies. So it's not all deep and ugly. You know, and, and if you're going to be cremated, that's absolutely, you know, people do it all the time. The second step is to say what to do with you after you are cremated. Yes. Um, and, you know, do you want to go out to sea? Do you want to be buried in the backyard? Nobody knows these things except you. Right. So write, right. write it down. Just write mm -hmm. it down. And I wish I would have had this notebook when Fred was alive, my father-in-law, because mm -hmm. I guarantee Mary Jane that I would have taken this over to his house and said, okay, Fred, let's fill this out. And I know him, he would have filled it out. And we yeah. would have had, we would have been a little more prepared, you know, just so that it wasn't such a shock because you know, and you said it in your book that all of a sudden you're thrown into this chaos and it's like, you've got to make all these decisions and do all these things. And it's just an insane time. So if you have a little it, bit it of, yeah. So if you have some guidance by this book and you can follow their wishes, how wonderful is that? And it's detailed enough. It's the map. Where do I find this? Where did he keep this? And mm -hmm. then the things that are not in the will, who wants his tools? Who mm -hmm. do you want to give your baseball cards to? They're going to go in the garage sale. Mm -hmm. You'd see some men, that's enough of anybody, you know, a collection of anything. I had my grandmother's china. I mean, it's cheaper by the dozen now. Nobody cares. But I loved it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if a little girl comes to visit and she stops to visit the china each time, she could be 
given that China, just write it down. Nobody cares one way or the other, you know, and somebody might love to have that. So this is where you could do that. I agree. And I, again, I love that you made it so simplified, so simplified. You know, it's a lot of information because I did look through the workbook and I'm thinking, well, this is quite a bit and you would have to sit down and think of some things and write some things. But I think everyone should get a copy and I'm going to really push this too so that they can give it to their loved ones. Again, fill it out for themselves. You know, it would be a good gift. And it sounds kind of silly to give something like this, but people just don't do what they need to be doing while they're here on earth. And you don't have to fill it out all at once. If you see a certain thing that you're like, oh, I need to write that down. So you sit and write it. There's no time limit, though sooner is best, of course. But you don't have to do it in one fell swoop. You do it when you wish or when you're alone or when the conversation comes up. Well, I've got this book. Let's fill it out. Mm -hmm. And I do think for couples, partners, spouses, Mm -hmm. each of you have one. Mm-hmm. You might I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, and we have different information too. Some of it may be the same, Mary Jane, but some of it's different. And something I want to point out that you put in this workbook that I thought was spectacular was social media management. We're in such a day and age. My husband wouldn't know how to get into my Facebook account. He wouldn't exactly. know how to get into how I even do my podcasting and such. He would have no idea those things. And many times, you know, people think of my executor could do that. Well, the executor could be an attorney, not necessarily has to be, but they have lives, they have families, they have jobs, Mm -hmm. and you're asking them to do the will. That's a huge job by itself. The last thing they'll want to do, nor will they have time for, is to run around and figure out all these details. So in my book, I also created a person to help. I called them the first lieutenant. Somebody who you know and trust, obviously, not necessarily has what they call skin in the game. They don't need to be in present in the will or anything, but they know of the book. Mm-hmm. And they could be an easy segue for the executor to say, Karen, Mary Jane left this book. I have a note to that effect. Do you know where it is? Yes, I do. And you Mm -hmm. run over to her house and you find it. And don't give it to them. Make them a copy (laughs) Mm because you still want to keep it because it becomes a very instrumental document. And the family might want to see it for sure Mm -hmm. after the fact. So to have it available. But two people you want to name is the first lieutenant and the social media person. They could be the same. Social media, you know, if you have a website, uh, Mm -hmm. all your passwords for all the things we have. Also, you get to decide if you want a legacy at Facebook and or continue. You make those decisions separately with your social media manager as to how you want to dispose of all your accounts. And a lot of it's things you don't think of. Again, as I'm thumbing through it, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, even my social security number. My husband doesn't know it, Mary Jane. I know his, <laughs> but he doesn't know mine. I guarantee yeah. he doesn't know mine. So simple things that you think, well, simple, but they're important, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and even, vet, if you're an animal person, you're veterinarian mm-hmm. and phone number. Just mm-hmm. the little, oh, my goodness. And the cat's name. Not everybody mm-hmm. pays attention to the cat. 
<laughs> and maybe even what you want to do with the cat. Say you're the sole survivor at your home. Yeah. Where do you want your cat to go? You know, yeah. yeah, all kinds of things. And you can get that all in order or at least pretty well in order with going yeah. through your workbook, you know, and I just, I think when we come up with things like this, like how you came up with this, it's like you were almost, it was almost meant to be, you were picked and it was, yep. <laughs> I see you nodding your head. Yep. Yeah. And I did give credit where credit's due. Have you ever heard of Julia Cameron? She wrote the book, The Artist's Way. And I have her book. It's spectacular. But she also has a workbook. And I thought, oh, there we have it. I'll have a workbook. Mm -hmm. And so I divided it kind of a progressive from the wills through all the way to quotes and I kept it alive so to speak I didn't mm -hmm. want anyone getting too upset you'll have a few chuckles and if you do it with someone I envision someone who was originally reluctant to do such a thing but as conversation starts and gathers itself in a momentum type way they loosen up, they calm down, and they share stories you've never heard before. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a poignant twist to this book as well. And again, I think it could be a great gift. I know my parents are going to receive one, just so you know. I'm, gonna, uh -huh. I'm ordering more, and I'm going to give them to them. And they have their things in order. My mom uh -huh. is very meticulous, and I know recently she made sure that she paid for their funerals. And they have their plots all set up. Everything's set up to a degree. But like, you know, some of these things, no, you don't know. You know, I don't want my dad in those pants, Mary Jane. I, I keep just imagining, I will always for, remember your story. I don't want my dad in those pants. You right. know, so let's be thinking of some of these things. And I know when you and I talk, people don't want to talk about dying. But we're, none of us are getting out of this world alive, right? We're, right. All, we're all going somewhere. So why not make it easier for people? Well, and this is, it's not really about the dying part. It's mm -hmm. about surviving the business because nobody can survive on business, in a business or helping someone unless you have the books and the inventory and people's names and who are the vendors. I mean, I used to be a bookkeeper, so I know that side by heart, but this was the same thing. Where do the partnership papers? What partnership papers? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this man. And you learn things also if you are left without a will and different things. There are black holes all over the place. So you have to like, you know, I, I had to skip most of my language as I learned things. Uh, it was amazing what bubbled up and what didn't bubble up. So this is a good thought provoker. It'll lead you down certain trails and you'll be like, oh, what about that? Wait, is there an agreement to that? So it's a conversation starter for mm -hmm. sure. And another analogy, you know, people were 9, 10, 11 once upon a time and our parents were doing the hoodoo dance as to how to have the conversation. So fast forward, here we are and parents don't want to have that conversation as far as What's going to happen to me? Not now. Not now. My father used to say, put me under the apple tree and I don't want my shoes on. That was his humor. So the day came, he died, and I walk in the house to console my mother. 
And she was laughing and crying. I said, what are you laughing about? She said, that was the funeral home. They need a suit, jacket, a tie, and a shirt, but no shoes. So I was like, mommy. So we were both laughing. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it was gallows humor, but it lightened the moment. I try to keep it on the helpful side, shall we say. Very helpful, Mary Jane. Very helpful. This book yeah. is beyond helpful for so many people. Again, everyone needs to own this and they need to gift it to everyone. Yeah. And there are great quotes. Uh, I have one here from George Bernard Shaw. If I knew I waited long enough, something like this would happen. So, you know, it's that point of view. It's yeah. just going to be like, yeah, it happens to everybody. And yeah. hopefully not suddenly and, and you just ebb away. But you don't know that. So you need everything filled in. Yeah, we don't know that. Well, thank you for this conversation, Mary Jane. I appreciate your time so much, besides everything that you've done and are doing. So oh, thank can, you. can you tell my audience where they can find you, your website, where they can buy these I, wonderful books, please? The name of my website is lastwishesandsupport.com, L-A-S-T-W-I-S-H-E-S. N, the letter N, the word support.com. And my books are on there as well. I morphed the books into a new program called Gathering Your Wishes. And that's where Last Wishes and Support comes from. And I am just beginning classes in May with a three-week, three-Wednesday consecutive program in June. It's to help you work your way through the workbook. If you are, if you want to, there are many of us who start a workbook and we don't complete it. So mm -hmm. my three week program in June is an hour and 15 minutes each Wednesday, three consecutive Wednesdays. And we do a portion of the book each week and we finish on the third. So that's what's in store for you. It's all nice. on the website. Perfect. So that's where everyone can go and check it out. Thank you yep. again. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Out Life podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so that more people can hear about the podcast. For more resources, just visit us at healthyalife.com. Yeah